Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. I love my church, part two, okay? But I'm subtitling it, The Stretching Church. The Stretching Church. And this was inspired by a message I heard at a conference I was just at uh, because of the times, and it was preached by Wayne Huntley, who is a pastor in Raleigh, North Carolina. Just God began to speak to me, and it just kind of grew from there. So if you would stand for the reading of the Word, we're going to look at 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 32. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed, He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. And he stretched. Everybody say stretched. He stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and went up again and stretched. Everybody say stretched. Stretched himself out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And Elisha called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite woman. So he called her and when she came in, he said, pick up your son. She went in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground. She picked up her son and went out. And I want to preach on I love my church, the stretching church. Let's say a prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word, for your goodness. I pray that you would speak to our hearts today, God. Anoint me to speak. Anoint us to hear. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. At the time of our story, Elisha had already witnessed the realm of the supernatural. Not only had he seen it in his mentor, Elijah, but Elisha had already flowed in the supernatural. Elijah, if you study the, the scripture carefully, Elijah had at least 14 Notable miracles in the scripture. You could find them all in the the first Kings, the book of first Kings in your Bible. Fourteen noble, uh, notable uh, miracles. Elisha missed the first six of Elijah's miracles, as far as up close and personal, firsthand. But he witnessed the last eight of his mentor Elijah's miracles. He he witnessed them up close and personal firsthand. Uh, Elisha himself went on to experience 28 miracles in his own ministry. If if you study very carefully, and you can find them in 2 Kings, 28 miracles. Talk about a double portion, right? 14 and then 28. Now his mentor Elijah had raised the widow of Zarephath's son from the dead in 1 Kings 17 in a similar fashion. And while Elisha had no doubt heard about this miracle, he wasn't personally there to witness it. Raising that kid from the dead was Elijah's fourth miracle. Elisha's eighth miracle was raising the widow of Shunam's Shunam's, uh, son from the dead. When he raised this kid from the dead, Elisha had already seen seven notable miracles, big-time miracles, 
Phenomenal miracles. Parting the Jordan. Healing some poison waters. Divine protection. Miraculous provision. Divine wisdom for dealing with the enemy. Miraculous assistance or sustenance. Prophesying a, a, a son to a barren woman. But he had never witnessed nor had he ever participated in raising someone from the dead. He had heard stories about it, but that was all. He had never experienced that himself. Now, I want to tell you something. This is somewhat of a, I don't know, there's a prophetic anointing on me today, so just, just flow with it. I want to tell you something. There, there are many of us in this house today who we've experienced the, the power of God at a certain level. No doubt powerful, no doubt notable. And, and many of us have heard stories about even more powerful experiences that others have had. But it's time for us, it's our season to step into a new dimension, up to a new level where we actually start seeing some of the things that we've only dreamed about and heard about. You hear what I'm saying? When people say, well, maybe you're new in a church that believes in miracles and stuff like that, and you're like, I I can't imagine a church that flows in, in, in powerful miracles on a regular basis. Well, let me just tell you, the church you came out of, I mean, the church, the cloth from which we are cut is the first church, and we have their stories in the book of the Acts. <laughs> Consider the lame man that the, through the first church in Acts chapter 3 was raised up and, and totally healed in Acts chapter 3. Or when in, in a prayer meeting in Acts chapter 4, the first church was praying. Check this out. And the whole house shook. I, I, I've been studying that. I need to study it some more. The, the, it wasn't damaged. It didn't fall down, but it shook as the people of God in that first church began to pray. Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 were zapped like on a bug zapper in the first church. Now, we want to be like the first church. We want signs, miracles, and wonders. But then we start looking at, you know, signs, miracles, wonders, saints falling over dead, you know, before the leadership. Yikes. But, but it was the power of God moving in that first church. There were many signs and wonders done, it says, after that Ananias and Sapphira incident in Acts chapter 5 as well. There were miracles done through the ministry of Philip, a deacon who had waited tables and went to Samaria through that first church in Acts chapter 8. There were miracles in Acts 9, in Acts 10, all throughout the first church through the book of Acts, on and on and on. Now let me just tell you this. The first church is like Elijah in our story. Representing the former, we are part of the last church, the Elisha in our story, and we represent the latter. And God's always had this appreciation of the younger uh, will dominate over the elder, or the, well, Haggai 2.9 puts it like this, the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former house. It's even tucked away in the words of Jesus, kind of clandestinely. In John 14, 12, he says, The works that I do, the former, you, the latter, shall do, and greater works than these, because I go to my Father. I, and, and listen, we can get all theological about it and, and, and pin this on, well, the, the latter church, the end time church, is going to see great things. 
I want to tell you something. Life Point is part of that latter church and that end time church. We are part of that Elisha church. And it is my conviction that we will experience the greater glory and the greater works. And we will see God move in unprecedented ways in these days and times. I mean, beyond lights and, and, and sound and production. You know, we got a lot of kickback on the smoke. Like, we've had some smoke in here. Let, let me give you an explanation. First of all, you probably grew up in a church that did not have light trusses with all kind of lights and dimmers and computers running stuff and, and tracks and all that. Here's the way it was when I was growing up. The only flickering lights we had in church was when that, that big, long, fluorescent bulb, you know, it wasn't the four-footers. It was the eight-foot fluorescent bulbs when it was starting to go out and so it would go over on traffic streets and they're like well that that light's about to go out you know we got to get that light fixed and, uh, or, or, or it was the ceiling fans spinning and making patterns you know shadows and stuff and you're like ah it's, look at those moving lights what moving lights it was fans trying to help cool the, the house down <laughs> but now we're, we're fancy, we got all this stuff, and, and, and the smoke, let me just give you an explanation. Uh, Zach, thank God for Zach, he's come in at his own expense and done all kind of lights and stuff. Isn't that great? Give him a hand. We're trying to get ready for video. I mean, we're behind the times. We need to have our own meeting called Behind the Times, right? We're trying to get ready for video, but we want it to look good and not janky, and you know what I mean? So... When I was at TVN not long ago, they, they did the smoke the place up and the, and the light beams were shining through. It just made everything like really, really cool. And so Zach at his own expense has tried to get the last time, last week we got some extra thick smoke and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't what we were after because you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. But we're, we're, trying, we're just trying, but here's what I'm saying. It's not about the production. Uh, it, it's not about that. We're not trying to just... Just have a church that looks and presents well, although I think that's important. It's like we used to say, we're relevant. People criticize it, like, you're trying to be relevant, you know? So I'm like, you're trying to be irrelevant? You don't want to build bridges? I'm trying to reach the loss. I'm going to find a common ground, you know what I'm saying? And so it, it's, I think these things are important. But it's listen, if we get people in here, that's fantastic. But I tell you what the icing on the cake is and really what it's all about in the first place is that their lives are forever changed. They have a power encounter with the risen Lord Jesus Christ and that the holy angels of God are ministering in this house and that the anointing flows. That is what it's all about. It's not about production. It's about the power of God. And I love my church because this is where the power of God flows. Imagine with me a church where the supernatural is part of the fabric of the life of the church where expectation and demonstration meet together and there are answered prayers and result in the power of God flowing. That's what it's all about, y'all. The half-brother of Jesus, James, the bishop of Jerusalem, said in James 5, 7, check this out. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. The early and the latter rain. Well, 
The early rains start in October and November in Israel. We were just there. We were there in November and December, and they had just come through a, a rainy season. Those early rains start around March, uh, 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 start around October or November. The latter rains start about March or April. And the early rains, listen to this. This is powerful if I can communicate this. The early rains are for the planting season. Planting, so preparing the earth for the planting. The latter rains are for the harvesting season to, to bring about a harvest. And I think from, from Joel 2 and Acts 2 together, the case can be made that the former or early rains are what took place in the first church, the early church, the vintage church, when the church was planted in the earth. Are you with me? But I'm telling you, the latter rains come just before the church is to be raptured or carried away, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And before that takes place, those latter rains come for a mighty harvest. And here's what I've come to realize. I don't care how messed up this world gets, how crazy the culture goes, no matter what they do with gender, no matter what they do with marriage, no matter what they do with smoking dope, no matter what happens with all the the stuff that's going on in our world, no matter how dark it may become, there is a bright light shining and it is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Elisha church, the end time church, and it is the will of God that we are here, right here, right now. We were born for this moment, y'all. We've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are strategically, perfectly positioned to see a demonstration of the power and the spirit of the living God. Give him some praise. Can you do it? Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, around the world, I believe multiplied millions are going to be swept into the kingdom before the coming of the Lord. And I'll tell you something else, right here locally in this church, we're going to see hundreds and thousands come to the Lord. I mean, your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, prodigals who lost their way, the de-church, the unchurched, God is sending us a great harvest of souls. I believe it. You're here at the right time, y'all. Joel 2.23 speaks of how the former and the latter rain, as a matter of fact, are going to fall together in the same time frame. Think about that. There's scripture that says that the, the, the sower will overtake, the, the reaper will overtake the sower. God will exponentially move things in such a way that there's this compression and, and so much is taking place because the latter rain's falling. God's doing a work in the Elisha church. That's our destiny, y'all. We've been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Now, I want you to hear me. All of that's fantastic, just awesome. But it will never happen if we don't have at least the same level of commitment that the Elijah church had. And folks, they were committed. You know? Too often, we're committed. You know that story of the farmer and the pig, and the chicken. And the chicken comes to the farmer and says, here's your eggs, aren't you glad I'm committed? And he looks at the pig and says, what about the bacon? That's another level of commitment, isn't it, right? <laughs> the first church was committed. And look what God did in that first church. We have to have at least the same 
level of commitment, cross-bearing. Take up your cross and follow me, man. They continued steadfastly in prayer. Prior to Pentecost, there was a prayer meeting that lasted 10 days. I'm sure you don't do this around your house, but you may. I've heard rumors of this. This is probably a myth at Life Point, but on first Monday, which is tomorrow night, it's been rumored that some people say, oh my goodness, it's first Monday prayer. We have to go to prayer. Ugh. And we drag ourselves. I mean, they, whoever those people are, drag themselves into church. And they pray, and they're glad that they did it. But, you know, this church prayed solid for 10 days until they saw a manifestation of what had been promised. Do we have that kind of commitment at life point? In Acts chapter 2, after Pentecost, they continued every day praying continually and God was adding to the church as they prayed and fellowship together and broke bread and remember what Jesus had done for them. In Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were off to pray at 9 a.m. when they healed that lame man. In Acts chapter 4, I told you, the house shook as they prayed together. In Acts 12, when Peter was in prison, they went into an all-night prayer meeting. They didn't just say a few words of prayer. They prayed and prayed and prayed until Peter was released from prison that night. And they fasted. Fasting is not just for January. It's not. We, we do that in January. What a powerful January we had. I'll never be the same. But it's not just for January. It's for February and March and April and May and week after week. And there, there are days that we fast. And we just fast and pray as part of what we do. A group of teachers in Acts 13 and prophets gathered together to fast and pray. And as they did, the Holy Ghost said, separate unto me. Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them and the result of that separation from that prayer and fasting that season of praying and fasting together changed the course of history it did Paul would eventually go into Europe and turn the world upside down changed the course of history it was not only in fasting and prayer though it was also in giving it was manifested not just in time and talent but also in treasure Acts chapter 4, listen to this, verses 32 through 37. We see this incredible demonstration of giving. Verse 32, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them. And brought the proceeds of the things that were sold. And laid them at the apostles feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joses who's also his name was Barnabas by the the apostles. They translated son of encouragement. A Levite from the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. And this doesn't mean that we have to go and do thou likewise and go sell all we have and bring it to the church. It was for the season they were in, but it shows you they were not holding on to stuff. Stuff was not holding on to them. They were able to let it go and to sacrifice. It was not coerced out of them. This was organic, spirit-led And it propelled the church where the church needed to go. When men and women are all in with their time and talent and treasure, it is incredible what the Lord will do in propelling the church 
into the place where it needs to go. And Life Point is filled with amazing people. Some are new. Some have been around for years. But they put everything they had into seeing the church go where it needed to go. And I'm grateful for that. I want to show you an example right now. Just turn your attention to the video screen. How long have you guys been at LifePoint? So we've been at LifePoint for uh, 11 years. And uh, we're actually invited to LifePoint by a friend of mine. Uh, He and his wife have started attending LifePoint and telling me about it and great music and this and that. So I said, well, where's that? So he told me to take it to class. It's like, oh, down. Come on now. Give it up for them. We love Josh and Rachel. It's great, great stuff. We're starting our debt-free initiative, and uh, I, I think this is, this is totally spirit-led. Uh, I, I've told you the story. I didn't plan on going this direction. I want to buy and build. I want to go further into debt, or at least I did. Like, let's just go buy everything. And the Lord arrested me and got a hold of me, and it was a, it was a God thing. And we're believing God to help us eliminate $400,000 of debt in 36 months. That's above our regular giving. And Sunday, February 17th of this year, that's in three weeks, it's, it's Commitment Sunday. And we'll be making commitments to give monthly or quarterly or, or annually, biannually, whatever. But we're believing God for that $400,000 figure by 2022. And also on that day, we're going to receive a, a seed offering where we will make a statement to the Lord, to our own flesh, and to the devil that we're in it to win it. We're in this for the long haul, and we're trusting him and putting him first. And in that seed offering, I'm believing God for a tenth of that $400,000 goal. I felt led to push for that. That's a $40,000 offering on that day. And I'm just believing it's, it's, uh, it's possible, and God is, is, is going to lead us in that direction. There are three levels of commitment that I've found in my own life. That is reasonable commitment, faith commitment, and sacrifice commitment. When I look at the first church, I see little reason, lots of faith, and tons of sacrifice. The modern church just has it all reversed, right? Tons of reason, rationale, little faith, and no sacrifice. Don't have time for that. But throughout the Bible... It looks to me like the fire only falls on the sacrifice, right? When when the sacrifice is made, the miracles take place. And here's where I'm going with the stretching church. Listen to this. When Elisha raised that boy from the dead, he, he he didn't have to go get something he didn't already have. He he didn't have to go grow get another additional foot and a half to his stature. He didn't have to go, you know, put his neck in one of those braces and try to become taller. He didn't have to go gain weight, go do some weight on, eat protein, do workouts. No. Everything he needed for that miracle was already there. All that was required was for him to stretch. It was already there. He just needed to stretch. Just, just, Just stretch himself into a new realm and a new dimension of faith. And I believe that everything LifePoint has, 
uh, needs is already in the house. It's just a matter of us stretching and, and, and stepping into another realm, stretching into another realm and another dimension. God is wanting to take us some places, churches, uh, church, but it is up to us to stretch ourselves, to stretch ourselves. I love my church because this is a church that has learned how to stretch. When we bought this building, we raised almost $100,000 in less than 90 days. We stretched. We stretched ourselves, and God honored and blessed that time. We're at a place, listen to what I'm saying, we're at a place we've never been before. We're, we're at, a, at a crossroads, y'all. We've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. You are at a place you've never been before. This is a moment for you and for me. And, and we cannot miss our moment. What we do in this moment counts more than ever before. It's an opportunity. Would you stand with me right now? It's an opportunity. What you do with your moment will determine, I am convinced, the rest of your life. And I want to encourage you, stretch, stretch, stretch. I, I love hearing the stories of, of behind the scenes where some of y'all are stretching in ways, dealing with things that you've cans, you've kicked down the road, you, you've embraced it, and you've begun to deal with it. And God has worked miracles in your life. And so, some of you have, have, have gone and restored relationships that were messed up dealt with legal issues that were messed up just just embraced and and trusted God and stretched yourself and you've seen the power of God Katie stretched herself and was filled with the Holy Ghost Rob stretched himself and had a powerful encounter with God Greg and Angela stretched themselves a couple of weeks ago you you might remember and were baptized over here it was so powerful Randy stretched himself over here and God filled him with the Holy Ghost just a few weeks ago it's incredible listen It's only as we stretch where the power of God flows. And Life Point is only here today because many of you stretched to make this a reality. And here's what I'm going to tell you. There are so many more. So many more Katie's and and Greg and Angela's and Randy's and there, there are so many Russell's and, and there are so many Wendy's and there are so many more that, that God is wanting to reach and it is the responsibility of this church I'm telling you in the fear of God for us to stretch ourselves in every way in prayer and in fasting and, and believing God and, and stretching in our witness and, and stretching I mean when people are sick on the job we don't cower back and say I'm going to let the man in the suit and the tie y'all notice I'm wearing a suit and a tie today right I'm not going to let the man in the suit and the tie do the praying. I'm going to come to the Lord on your behalf because I'm a believer and signs follow believers. You need, you need healing? Let me pray with you right now in Jesus' name. Stretching ourselves. I mean with the tithe, with the offering, with sacrificial giving, with believing, with praying, with fasting. I'm going to take some time out, push aside the plate and fast before my God and believe that then I'm going to see the hand of God like I've never seen before. Stretching. Come on, give Him some praise right now. Come on, God's awakening some of us. There are some situations to which God's going to breathe life into them if you'll stretch. There's some dead promises that you thought were long gone, but if you'll stretch, God will raise them back up from the dead. There are some callings. There are some, there are some ministries that God is wanting to birth again. You thought they died, but if you'll stretch yourself out, you'll start seeing a reaction. God will start moving in that ministry and bring it back.
Are you willing to stretch? Now God wants to confirm His Word today. There, there are needs in this house. All across this house. And God wants to put His power in your situation. You know what happens when God puts His power in your situation? you got a big old mountain. You can't see how you can get around it. It's too big for you to burrow through it. You can't climb it. It's just an impossible situation. And you're stuck. But when the power of God comes into that situation, He can move that mountain. How does He do it? have no idea. But He can just move the mountain out of the way. And the ma- it will be as if there was no mountain. He'll make it into a flat place. And you'll walk over. And this is what you'll be saying. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Only to God goes all the glory. He moved a mountain. I couldn't have moved. I want to testify of your mountain moving power. When you put Him first, He can move the mountain. I want us to all come to the front right now. Guys, want to, com- want to speak to our hearts today. Some of you are needing to make some commitments. Some of you, God's wanting to move some mountains. Some of you are needing to make some commitments of sacrifice like you haven't done in a long, long time. He's wanting to pull you aside. I, I heard it on Wednesday night. He said, come aside, my beloved. I want to talk to you. Come aside, my beloved. I want to spend time with you again. I want to talk to you. I want to share some secrets with you. I want to tell you some revelations. I want to give you some insight. Come away, my beloved. God's going to talk to some people today. And He wants to confirm His Word. He can heal. He can deliver. He can move that mountain. Yea, even today, in Jesus' name. Come on. Would you begin to stretch? Why don't you lift your hands and just kind of physically begin to stretch a little bit. I'm reaching, Father. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.